Having a streamlined procurement process and a clear procurement strategy is essential to ensure your organization is able to meet its business goals, ranging from profitability to sustainability and more. This is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. Tips and tricks from the pros. Let's do this. This is Smart Consulting Sourcing. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Hello, and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. I am Hélène, and today we'll be talking about how not to fail a consulting project. But before that, let me give you a recap of last week's podcast. I talked about how to negotiate at the last moment on consulting projects. Be sure to have an idea ready before you head further into the negotiation process. The key cost drivers for any consulting project are the scope, the cost, and the discount. But in order to get the most of the negotiation, you'll need to use some matrix on your own. Seek help from the BATNA and Zopan. However, this week, I want to talk about how to fail on a consulting project, surely. What is the secret of this fail-safe consulting project? And for that, you need to know how you can ream your project. Let's learning in a fun way. This podcast is all about politely making people realize what they did wrong by deliberately speaking of wrong turns and bad decisions. We got a term for that in French, la démonstration par l'absurde, which means literally demonstrate by the absurd. Be vague and unrealistic about everything, goals, expectations, RFPs and all. So let's get started. The first step is during your consulting project is to make sure that your needs are unclear. Consultants brag they are the best and brightest professionals. Let's put them to the test. Setting unrealistic expectations is the cornerstone of a failed consulting project. If you're really sneaky, define objectives that look realistic but are not in reality. The consultants won't be able to deliver, but they will blame themselves. That's always better than blaming yourself, right? Doesn't this contradict what I said in one of my previous podcasts about core competencies and sorting capability? Yes, it does. Thank goodness we can learn from failure there. Another huge mistake that some inexperienced companies do is definitely is defining exactly what results they expect and under which form. If you really want to get the consultants lost and generate frustration on both sides, don't include deliverables in your IFB. And if you're really a gambler, don't include them in the contract either. Remember, expectations are everything. If you don't know what the consulting firm is doing on your behalf, how will they? If you give them a vision of where to go or deliverables that make sense for your company, then consulting project success will be assured. Keep stakeholders at bay and don't bother about project goals. One more great way to make sure the consulting project is going nowhere is to make sure the main stakeholders are not identified or involved. The worst that could happen is for you to build a consensus over the objectives of the project and to have the main stakeholders embrace the project. Think to not inform your teams about the purpose of the project and how it will unfold. Worst case scenario, you will probably be able to delay the project. Forget about long 
process of consulting sourcing and hire just any firm. Save your energy. You surely would not want to work with the right consultants as well. The consulting project is doomed to success if you are working with consultants with consultants that have the right skills and experience. They will probably help you to solve your needs the right way. Or worse, deliver them on time. And this happens quite often, sadly. Don't listen to the naysayers that tell you to assess the fit with a consultant before hiring them. You can choose the consulting firm with the best name or the fanciest office. Don't listen to the consultants. And don't ask yourself if you could work with them. Even better. Choose them on paper only, or grade the proposal with a set of six-faced eyes. Hell, don't even establish a profile. Just go by instincts. Consultants are clones. They look the same. They have the same background, the same experience field. They have worked on the same projects, in the same industry. Why should you care about working with the right guys? They are all the right guys. Or are they? Let's take the last one you worked with. Not the same expertise required? Who cares? Make sure there's no plan B. During the sourcing phase, be dismissive of the secondariness. Be the bad guy. An angry consulting firm will most probably refuse to take on a project if the first attempt has failed. Now coming to the management part of screwing up the project, and oh boy, we've got ourselves a treat of such examples. The life of a project will be sprinkled with twists and turns. Embrace the changes in scope, whether they come from your teams or the consultants. Never ask about the potential on the workload and the price before you make your decisions. Everybody loves a surprise when receiving an invoice, right? Bring too many cooks to spoil the broth, aka your consulting project. If you've been around a bit, you know that the worst thing that can happen to a project is to have several persons in charge. You don't want the project to deliver in time and quality. Forget about the governments. Who needs a steering committee today? Besides, Defining roles and responsibilities might actually help the consulting team to identify who to talk to. Don't do that. And you might think, my house, my rules. But you got it wrong. If you take control of the project and manage the consultants, your project has a fair chance to succeed. Is it really what you want? Why not let the consultants take over? They will make sure that the project follows their agenda. Don't involve the senior management in the project. Another key failure factor for a project is a lack of commitment of senior executives. But if they fully support the project, you're doomed. Your project has a very high chance to go through and be successful. When senior management is committed to a project, your teams tend to welcome the consultants and work closely with them. This is so wrong. Withhold information from the consultants. Working openly with consultants is a sure way to give them all the levers to succeed in delivering high-quality work. Forbid your teams to cooperate with the consulting teams. Threaten and punish if necessary. You cannot afford to give the consultant the information they need to achieve their goals. To achieve your goals. The last thing you want when consulting firms are working with management teams is an open dialogue about their needs and direction. No one likes surprises in consulting projects. But this really takes it too far, doesn't it? Why not get rid of all consultant feedback right from the start by simply asking them, if they have any question before every meeting or presentation, instead of letting them provide some valuable insight into improving results. And a little bonus tip is to always bring your hidden agenda to the project. The solution is best for executive with a plan. If you really want a project to fail, you can pretend to agree with the objective and the choice of consultant and then do everything to make sure you choose the consultant that will push your agenda and not necessarily deliver on the expectation of the rest of the team. Well, you get it. 
don't do any of these things. When it comes to finding a consulting firm, you really need to know what your needs are. Are you looking for help with developing strategies or executing them? Do you want someone that can provide hands-on assistance as well as hands-on-day-to-day management of your project? If so, make sure you find a consultant who has experience in those areas and is qualified for the type of work required. It's also important to manage your project from day one by establishing clear expectations and deadlines. This will save both time and money, which often leads to more success. And that marks the end of our podcast, folks. Next week, I want to talk about internal consulting, so stay tuned. Till then, stay safe and happy sourcing. If you have other questions about how to generate more value when working with consultants, remember you can contact me directly on LinkedIn and by email because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement and how to buy consulting services. Pro tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and manage it. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Check out the blog at consulting.wiki and find the ebook Smart Consulting Sourcing, a step-by-step guide to getting the best ROI from your consulting, available on Amazon and other online sellers. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.